1: Welcome to the campfire. Literally,
0: I'm Tony.
1: I'm Peggy. And
0: we are two RV industry veterans who travel part time
1: in a small trailer
0: looking to share big adventures and help you
1: with great tips, tricks, and discounts. <laughs> we are in that small trailer now. Yes, we are. I don't know are. if you can hear them. There's hardly any way to block it out, but there have been cicadas screaming in the trees. Pretty much since we left home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it John Sicada? Maybe I don't know. I don't, know. He's I don't recognize the song. No, you're right. It's just. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. But yeah. anyway, if we close the door, it's just a little too warm. So this is what we get. Hey, hey it's like we're outside, right? Right. We yeah, said it's welcome like we're to the camping. campfire. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend we're at the fire. And it's
0: you know when we left New Mexico, our where our junk is stored, hey. uh, aka home, it was. Over 100 degrees and had been for what two yeah. weeks? Ugh, ugh. And it is dropped to in the upper 70s, low 80s. Yeah, oh, about wow. that. Not
1: to say that that happened in New Mexico. It's dropped for us because we keep going more north and more east and more north and more <laughs> right. east. So and now if- we're in Indiana. And so. 80 degrees and 60 degrees at night is going to be a little bit more normal than 100 degrees with 70 degree nights yes now it is a little more humid
0: yep it's even a little to a, a bit. lot
1: more humid and so there is that to deal with but temperatures are not so extreme so but hey we get a lot of sunlight and sunlight's good
0: that's for sure it powers our we have been Doing some mooch-docking, some boondocking. It's been good. Yeah. A quick reminder, we have... First of all, we appreciate our listeners so much. We appreciate your being here week after week. We do. One of the people who listens to our podcast is Wendy DeWitt, who is a spectacular piano player. They call her the queen of Boogie Woogie. Yeah. She tends to perform in... Northern California, San Francisco, Hopland, Ukiah, that area, which is where we met her. Right. And she reminded me of, you know, she said, hey, if you're ever in Hopland or in Ukiah, swing by. And, you know, you don't have to ask me twice. And it's just a reminder. I don't know if you absolutely love local music, but I I, I just love local music. Last... April, we went back to New Orleans. We changed our plans and went back to New Orleans just to capture a local music event, including a band that I've followed on YouTube for some time called Tuba Skinny. I love Tuba Skinny, and I love Wendy DeWitt and Kirk Harwood. And there's so much great local music. So I thought, you know, some of the ways you could find it is local chambers of commerce, a performance schedule at any of the pubs or clubs that you might be at. There's a guy in Northern California, Greg Schindel, the train singer. Yeah. And you can catch him on the skunk train. On the skunk train. Well, we found that there's sort of a train singer equivalent on the train in Santa Fe. Gosh, I love local music and it's just a kind of a reminder to see what you can catch when you're out on the road because we have caught some great bands and there are some great traveling bands like the Border Hookups. Right,
1: that's right. So much great
0: music out there. It's just a highlight of travel, food and music and beer.
1: (laughs) For sure. So I said that we had been getting a lot of sunshine, and that's good because we've done some boondocking.
0: And mooch docking. And
1: mooch docking.
0: More mooch docking than anything. That's
1: right, with our ABC Upfitters power package. We haven't had to worry about being too hot because we can still we still run the air conditioner a few hours each night just to cool the place down, and have had no problems at all keeping the power level up.
0: No, there were a few days that we mooched at a cousin's. And we were under trees, and it was fairly cloudy. And I was like, hmm, I wonder, you know, this is kind of a big test of this system. And then it was warm enough that we wanted to run the air conditioner. And we did. We got to about a 45% state of charge in the morning. So, you know, all night long, the refrigerator's running. We had run the air conditioner for a couple hours that night things like that and it's still just performed well so even with some cloud cover and doggone trees <laughs> we're still very pleased with this system so if you are looking to have a system installed if you're solar curious or you're lithium curious give abc upfitters a call they are really good people to talk to you can call them at area code 574-333-3225 And they do have a discount if you're attending for the Frog Rally, which is where we will be starting Uh,
1: in just a few days. Actually, when you hear this. Well, we'll be there by the time you hear this, but the rally doesn't start for a couple days after that. But, you know, it is getting kind of close to. The end of this yeah. deal and discount, they're offering fifteen percent off for people who are attending the Frog Rally, and they'd like you to book by the week of September fourth. Well, so that is you, coming right up.
0: Yeah, to have your schedule in place by then.
1: Well, that's okay. That's what I meant. Have yeah. an appointment by se- by the week of September fourth.
0: Right. So again, five seven four three 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 two two five, and the team there just do a superb job. I mean. There are a number of RV manufacturers, including Rockwood, who have chosen to work with them because they use the MasterVolt components. They are marine grade quality. You know, these RV companies would rather have something that works than something that's given you fits and it just works that's that's the bottom, bottom line. bottom line something that we have never done before but i wanted to kind of sit back and grab a drink while i tell you a story kitty <laughs> when we started the stressless camping podcast our vision was to create content that is evergreen and what we mean by that is we wanted to do topics that people have questions about So that we can provide answers and an answer that we provide two years ago should still hold up, unless you know information changes. Right when we drive around, like on these long road trips, we listen to other podcasts, or we're always trolling the various social media forums and just all of that, and just trying to listen to what you all need. And one of the things that's happening quite a bit is a lot of people, I believe, are starting to think about selling those RVs they bought during COVID. Right. Now, I think some of them are being sold because, you know, during COVID what people bought was whatever was available. Yeah. So maybe they bought a bunkhouse and now it's like, well, I'd rather, now that I've had an RV for two years, I'd rather have...
1: Non-bunkhouse. Non-bunkhouse. Whatever. (laughs) A pop-up or a not-pop-up or a a fifth wheel or... Now is the time that things have slowed down a little bit to where people aren't kind of desperate to get anything they can get their hands on and they're ready to start really deciding what they want exactly. And so they've got this barely-used used camper that they bought in 2020 that they're ready to trade up down sideways or whatever yeah
0: and so that may be an opportunity for you if you're used rv shopping but it may also be if that's you and you're like "Hmm, i want a larger smaller wider shorter (laughs) more purple whatever (laughs) might be you looking to sell or buy and so we Thought we would revisit the topic of used RV shopping and buying and selling a used RV. So we went back to episode 49.
1: 47, I think. 47. We started to write notes. We were going to record. Information about how to buy a used RV. Right. And when we listened to episode 47 <laughs> to see, you know, what was new and different, we only discovered one thing that we didn't say then. So we're going to... We're ripping ourselves s- we're gonna, off. We're going to say that thing, and then we're going to replay the information that we gave you back then. About how to buy a used RV. Yeah,
0: like I say, we're ripping our own selves off.
1: Now, the one thing that we didn't, you know, I don't know, scamming has gotten a lot more popular these days, too, sadly. Yeah. So one thing that we really didn't think of back then was to make sure that, especially if you find an RV on Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever place you find it on, that it actually exists and that there's actually an RV for sale. And so the one tip that we heard on another podcast this week is to make sure that you know how to check to ask that seller for the VIN number and look it up and make sure that there's actually an owner by that name that owns a VIN number by that number.
0: Yeah, and so we found a website, Verified b-e-n-v-e-r-i-f-i-e-d as one example of a place where you can look up a vin number and make sure that it's real you know if you look if they give you a vin and you're buying a rockwood mini light and it shows as like a cherokee gray wolf you know some sort of monkey business is going on so things like that another thing that I am a big fan of Clark Howard for financial and and life advice. And Clark Howard has a how to buy a used car section on his website. And that's clark.com. And then you just go on how to buy a used car. And it's sort of the same process, right? I mean, a lot of those things are common. And then one of the things that we advocate in this episode is inspecting the seals and remember we did a podcast with a guest who was really meticulous about rv seal maintenance
1: right and so we will put some links to that previous episode as well because that's one something really to look at and i think that we covered that in the old episode so so. let's uh let's just plug in that old episode here (laughs) roll (laughs) tape
0: i've Been spending a lot of time on social media of all sorts. And there's a lot of noise about people buying and or selling RVs. We wanted to go over some tips and tricks that we've come up with for buying a used RV. We already know how to buy a new RV if that's what you're in the market for. But gosh, you could save a ton of money on a used RV.
1: You could, but you could also have some trouble. So we're hoping that you can... Get some information from us right now that will help eliminate some of those possible problems. The first thing I want to
0: caution you about, as with buying any used vehicle of any sort, make sure you can look the person in the eyes and they have all of the proper paperwork. You know, whenever a market gets hot like this for used cars or used RVs or anything like that, here come the people with bad intentions. And while, of course, the vast majority of these transactions are all on the up and up, just be careful with who you deal with. Make sure that you actually see the RV before you take possession of it and that make sure that they have all the proper paperwork for it.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I see a lot of chatter on various places about scammers. And sometimes you'll read a story that really sucks you in and they'll say, oh, my mom passed away or my husband or whatever, and I need to sell my RV. And it really sounds like a real story. And in fact, there's no RV.
0: Yeah. So don't let that happen. Don't be one of those stories.
1: Make sure that you really, whatever you need to do, Make sure that before any money changes hands, especially, as Tony said, look them in the eye. Make sure that you know there's a person, know there's an RV. Make sure they own that RV yeah. and, they can, and they can sell that RV. Don't let yourself get scammed into losing some money on something bad.
0: No, this could be a, a big bummer. But I, I like I say, I don't think it usually is, but... You know, you always read about the sad cases. Right.
1: And at the very least, they could be exaggerating what the history of the maintenance of the RV is. If they say, oh, it's in perfect shape. It's terrific. It's great. Just send me some money to hold it. Eh, You know, what is perfect to one person may may not be your level of perfection.
0: Absolutely. And that's something that what I found at the RV dealer when I was working there. People would say, oh, this thing is in immaculate condition. It's absolutely perfect. And then our techs would go through it. And almost every time, what we'd find is they never did any maintenance, particularly to the roof and to the seals. And that's where RVs, I think, have the greatest Failure rate is to the seals that it says right there in the manual. And even they put stickers on some of them. Look at these every three months or six months or whatever their increment is. So,
1: right. So, make sure that the paperwork is in order, the ownership paperwork. I think that pretty much all RVs have to be registered through motor vehicles, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. There's, you know, DMV or whatever you have. Whoever even, does your vehicle licensing locally.
1: Even a towable and even vintage trailers.
0: Just make sure that they have all the proper paperwork to prove their ownership. And, and you know, of course, chances are on some of the older ones, they're not going to have the license renewed, but at least they, they should have the certificate of ownership because finding that and tracing that is not easy or cheap
1: right but oh and if they want you know if this is a a kind of a distant thing and they're insisting that they're going to sell it to someone else if you don't send them some kind of a hold money open an escrow account
0: that's a good idea and there are escrow companies that'll deal with this so they know that the money's there and you know that you don't give them that money until they've met certain criteria and And, you've
1: met them (laughs) right exactly and
0: you've and you can touch the rv and make sure it's real yeah yeah. Number 1, even though we're we've passed that point, <laughs> we've passed the point of no return. Number 1 thing when buying a used RV, and let's assume that, you know, it's not a vintage RV, but it's something you're going to camp in this weekend, next weekend and on and on over the years. Before you really go RV shopping, especially if you're not somebody who's very, very familiar with these things, Find yourself a really good RV tech. That's the first thing. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. I don't even own an RV. I'm shopping for one. Absolutely. Make a relationship or establish a relationship with somebody who you trust and who's a great RV tech. And one of the ways that you can find those is on the RV dealers association. So there are registered technicians and certified technicians, and they have a website, RVDA.org. That's one way of finding a tech tech. We also spoke with the RV Industry Association a while back. We'll put a link to that show in the show notes. And they have the RV Technical Institute. And it's still a newer thing, so there's not going to be a lot of those techs around. But that's a good source.
1: And if you aren't able to get in touch with those people, ask around locally. There are certainly people that know RVs in your area. And so if you don't already know someone in your area, someone that you know knows someone in your area. Yeah,
0: you're I'm sure you have friends who have RVs. Ask them, where do they take their RV to have it? And fixed? if you're
1: if you're looking at an RV that's out of your area, you probably belong to a group or two on Facebook, you know, at least our group ask, say I'm looking at an RV that's for sale in such and such area. Does anyone, can anyone advise me on who I can call to go look at it for me?
0: Absolutely. So a good RV tech, because they're going to spot all those things that could go wrong in an RV or, or haven't been properly maintained. Right now. If your seller says, well, I'm not going to let you... Okay, so when you're buying the RV, what you the first thing you do is have your RV tech, and you're going to have to pay them, yep. but have them fully inspect it, which means they're going to have to probably plug it in and put it on city water. So it may have to go to their shop if they have one, or even to a campground. So you fully pressurize the water system and the propane and make sure all the electrical is running. If the seller box at this... There's other RVs. Run, don't walk. Run.
1: Yeah. Don't do collect. not. Yeah. Do not let the lack of an inspection sway you.
0: And here's the thing: if you are buying it from a dealer, and they say, "Well, our techs inspected it," and no, oh, it's still worth it to spend a few hundred bucks and have a certified or good RV tech look it over. And some dealers are going to be cheesed off at this, but it, it doesn't matter let them let them be because again it's your money and a refrigerator that's not working or a leaky seal or something can result in thousands of dollars down the road
1: right and when it's a used rv then there probably aren't going to be any warranties left and so chances are after you buy a used rv if you have a problem with it you're going to be taking it to a tech rather than maybe necessarily not taking it back to the dealer So you want to make sure that that RV tech is going to be able to help you if you have problems.
0: Also, uh, before you start shopping, get your dollars in order, just like with the new RV. If you have to borrow money, first of all, get the shortest loan possible. I really like credit unions. They tend to be really good with RV loans if they do it. Not all credit unions will do RV loans. Make sure that it's a loan you can pay off early with no prepayment penalties, and doesn't have points and all kinds of things like that. So, used RV loans are not as favorable as new RV loans in terms of terms. Right. In terms of terms. In terms <laughs> of terms. <laughs> You'll find that there are some good loans out there, and how do you know how much a RV is worth?
1: Well, isn't there a guide?
0: There absolutely is. And here's the thing. All the all RV transactions are kind of dictated by the pricing in this guide. So it's the NATA guide, National Automotive Dealers Association, the NATA guide. And it's available online. There are paid versions of this guide and free versions. Free is just fine. Look at the NATA guide for the value because that's what the lender is going to lend based upon. And that's what you should probably use as your guide for how much to pay for this thing. And of course there are variables about condition and demand and, and what equipment it has on it. And it does have a lot of that baked into it. But that NADA guide, and again, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. The NADA guide is a good resource. It's really the resource to use to determine the value.
1: Unlike using the price that the seller is asking, because sometimes a seller still owes more than what that NADA guide is going to say the unit is worth. Yeah. Just because they are upside down on their payments doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to need to take care of that problem for them
0: yeah that's true unfortunately a lot of people when they buy new rvs get these long loans like 15 year loans believe it or not and they put zero money down well in three years they're gonna owe way more than that rv is ever worth so even though they want to sell it for what they owe it's not worth it and it's now become a bigger problem yep that's something that it can get kind of uncomfortable but No worries. We want you to go (laughs) stressless camping, but for the right price.
1: Right, right. So once you find an RV, you found out that it's a legitimate RV. (laughs) (laughs) You have your tech. You have your financing ready to go. You know what it's worth. What are we looking for when we go to do this inspection with our RV tech?
0: Water leaks.
1: (laughs) Number one. Number one thing is water leaks. Absolutely. Water leaks are going to commonly come either from holes in the roof where they put in a vent or the air conditioner or whatever, or from the windows. Anywhere pretty much that there's a seam on your RV is a place to look for a leak.
0: Absolutely. And again, this is a maintenance item. We've talked about it in our maintenance episode Make sure that that was properly maintained. And these seals do break down over time. So if it's properly maintained and and mitigated, then it shouldn't be a problem.
1: And if there has been a leak... Make sure that it got repaired properly and you're not going to have a continuing problem. And if that leak left some kind of visual damage, if it's just visual and not you know structural damage, are you willing to live with that visual damage?
0: Yeah, and another thing with that, one of the things I advise is look in all the cabinets, inside the RV, in, in all the cabinets, look for evidence of water damage. And, and you can spot it a mile away, but also inside the storage bays and all of that. And if you... Had water damage, there is a chance there could be a mold issue, too. So use your sniffer and, and see if you can smell anything that smells funny in there, especially mold. Yeah. We had talked about getting an RV tech for the RV, but if it's a motorized RV, which is a motorhome, of course, you may have to have a second person involved and that would be somebody who maintains that chassis so rvs are basically built by two companies in essence one builds the chassis so if it's let's say a diesel pusher someone like spartan may have built that chassis or if it's like a class c motorhome let's say ford or chevy may have built the chassis which is all the running gear and then Winnebago or Forest River or whoever it is built the motorhome part so two very different companies building very different pieces which is one of the reasons I really like travel trailers right
1: and so you may very well need two very different techs
0: yes so one to inspect the running gear and one to inspect the rv right and two inspections so the way to do all these inspections is you want to have the rv Do all the things it's supposed to do. Yeah. So at an RV park, the RV will be hooked up to water, the mains as they call it. And so it should have water pressure without leaks. It will also be hooked up to 30 or 50 amp electrical service. So everything inside should work on that. The batteries should charge. But then it should also work when it's not plugged in.
1: Right. Get some water in the fresh tank and make sure that the water pump and the water system still works, even when you're not hooked up to fresh water.
0: Then the refrigerator should get cold and the water should get hot. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is a lot of testing and a lot of prodding. But right. It could end up saving you a lot of money. And let's say you find this RV. It's the perfect RV. You're like, wow, I love this thing. I want it. And you find out the water pump doesn't work or that it has a leak. Well, that's a point of negotiation, right? I mean, you want to have a discount for whatever that repair is going to cost you. And if you have that RV tech with you, they can tell you how much that repair is going to cost.
1: Yeah, if it's a big repair or a small repair or something it can wait or something that you can't even take it out of off the lot without fixing it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, there won't be that big of a problem if it's on a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we hope not.
0: We hope it gets inspected, but not all dealers are as diligent I was really happy with the place where I worked. We were very meticulous in our inspections because we had a great tech. And but, gosh, there's such a shortage of techs, which we've said over and over right. again. So, not all of them are going to be as meticulous as, as ours were. Yep. Again, it's it sounds like a lot of work to buy a used RV, and it mm-hmm. is. I mean, heck, you're talking ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. You know, you want to protect yourself with that because we want to see you at the campsite. As a happy camper.
1: That's right. We want you to be a happy camper and be stressless and not be sitting on the side of the road somewhere wondering where those pieces are that you thought were attached.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not funny, but it is. It's
1: not funny, but it
0: is. So hopefully we haven't totally stressed you out where you're like, I'm never buying a used RV.
1: So during our travels so far on this trip, you know, I'm a big fan of using RV Trip Wizard to make a route of our, you know, starting point to destination and how far we're going to drive every day in between. And this time I added a step and instead of just looking for campgrounds that RV Trip Wizard showed me, I opened the Passport America app because, boy...
0: Yeah, boy, oh boy. Those are
1: half price.
0: (laughs) And, you know, a lot of these discount programs and all of that turn out really to be baloney. (laughs) No, we've had places that we've stayed that are 17 bucks a night with
1: full hookups. With full hookups. We've had some wonderful experiences. One night there was a pool like... 14 yeah. steps from our campsite. I mean, I could it was have... fantastic.
0: I could have knocked a golf ball into that pool from our campsite. It was that close. And I'm well, a terrible golfer. as a
1: matter of fact, if there's water around and you have a golf well, ball, it's going to end up in the water yeah. no matter what. How do I get those <laughs>
0: golf balls that just magically find water? But it was immaculate. It was very affordable. It had a pool and it had a caboose, which I like. Right,
1: That was fun. So just a reminder that, you know, if you haven't joined Passport America, you pretty much pay for your annual dues just with one or two nights
0: at a Passport America park. We'll put a link in the show notes to where you can join Passport America. But... It sounded good when we first heard about it, and it has worked out to legitimately save us a serious amount of coin. For sure, I mean, yeah. We have we have done really well, and some of the parks are immaculate. Some of them are okay, but seventeen bucks for some for of these $17, places dollars, I mean, my a night, word. you
1: can't really be too picky. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I mean, some are more, some are less, of course, but half price—that's right. One of the places that was not half-priced, though, is our destination this week. Cascasia? Cascasia? I think it's
1: Cascasia.
0: Oh. Well, there we go. Blast the
1: Cascasia Kask- Dragon RV Park in Vandalia, I believe, is the name of the town in Illinois.
0: This RV park was not Passport America. No. Honestly, all it was was... A strip of land on the side of the road with full hookups. Right up
1: against a cornfield. Yeah,
0: right up against (laughs) a cornfield. And
1: it was still pretty reasonably priced... But you know, it's nothing fancy. There's no pool. There's no anything. But right across the street is a liquor store.
0: Yeah, and they had with a beer cave. New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. They which had a really had. good
1: selection of beer. There was a laundromat. There was a pet wash. There was a, a car, car wash. wash. And actually, where we checked into the campground is like a Home Goods. Uh, yeah, it home was goods, like, like a, a home- True Value. Yeah
0: type store was but a really large one and then when we checked in they gave us two gold coins
1: that's right what
0: did we do with these gold
1: coins well with the gold coins we fed the machine that makes the dragon breathe fire
0: yeah and legit (laughs) this thing is like a 25 foot tall metal dragon
1: And then there's also a six-foot-tall knight in shining armor with With one one arm. arm.
0: (laughs) But yeah, there's a big old dragon, and you put a coin in, one of these gold coins, and it breathes breathes fire. Legit fire out of its mouth. It is, I mean, it's so (laughs) whimsical, and it really suits the way we travel, right? Not a fancy RV park. We don't need all kinds of crazy stuff. No. But i'd take a fire breathing dragon
1: yeah why not plus it was right next to a cornfield so it was kind of quiet and nice yeah yeah so it's a kind of
0: off the beaten path type of thing and i think you found that through rv trip wizard right
1: I did, yeah. That's one of the ones that just happened to be the right distance down the road. I was talking to someone from a group, and she said it was the only place on Labor Day weekend that she could find that would allow a one-night stay. So that was that made it great for her, because she's just trying to move, 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 and to be able to find a one-night stay over Labor Day weekend is pretty special.
0: Yes, indeed. So keep your eyes out for these unusual spots if that suits you.
1: One of the new toys that Tony got to play with <laughs> at that campground.
0: <laughs> well, okay. I'm. You know how you have a thing that serves you, and sometimes it can be fiddly or a pain in the neck. But you don't and you know. Just that yeah, that you're just better used to it, right? It's like oh, I have this. Well, we needed. A, i don't remember even why we got this oh yes i do because <laughs> we got rear-ended so i needed another length of sewer hose and we bought this way back when we were in quartzite at one of the vendors there and mm-hmm. never opened the box so we in the past we had two lengths of that rhino flex sewer hose and then when we got rear ended, one of those two lengths got, got destroyed. smashed into
1: the bumper. Right. We
0: literally couldn't <laughs> take it out. No. But I kept the other length. And I've been using that until this trip. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pack that new Thetford Titan sewer hose. And the first time I used it, that Camco Rhino Flex hose went right in the trash.
1: <laughs> and it's, you're thinking, well it's a sewer hose. It's I just mean, a sewer hose. So what but, but do you remember those of you who have had your RVs for a while, do you remember the sewer hose that the dealership gave you? Oh. it was like it was made out of paper. Yeah, right? That it thing was is trash. they they like the ends fall off of them. They're pretty awful. And so the Camco Rhinoflex was at least a step up from that right, and we and thought Well, this is good. Well, it was okay. It was until I used this
0: Thetford hose. Yeah. And first of all, the Thetford hose has a big old fat collar on the bayonet end that you attach to where the dump valve is, right? So that connection, it's a really easy to grip collar that goes there. And it just snicks right on super easy. So this hose also comes with a L-shaped pipe that's translucent so you don't actually get the full view of what you're shipping down the line but you get (laughs) an idea of whether it's clear or not that thing spins around has a big old handle on it has a bunch of graduated threads so it'll fit almost any sewer valve or hole and the pieces just go together so well it's so it's amazing how much better this hose is than that RhinoFlex. And I'm just so much happier with this thing. It's longer, it's a 15 foot hose. It also has caps on both ends. So when you're done with what you're doing, you can put the cap on and it doesn't leak all inside your bumper or wherever you store it. It's funny how such little bits of detail make such a difference in ease of use of this product. And so, yeah, the Camco hoses on them. (laughs) And this Thetford hose, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And what happens after chicken dinner?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Are you equally as excited about this week's RV?
0: I try not to be because, doggone it, we really like our Rockwood Mini Light. Yeah. But this is, we get to be the reveal on a new Rockwood Mini Light, the Rockwood Mini Light 2517-2517S. Okay, I'm going to, I'll start with this. It has a Murphy bed. So some of you may already have tuned out. But before you do, Rockwood <laughs> does the best job with Murphy beds in the business. End of story. They're not bendy beds. You can no. put a proper queen size bed. You can put a better mattress if you want one. And they just pull down, lock and place and bing, bang, boom. You're ready to go. And if you have one of the RV super bags as we have and have advocated, it's an easy process. You have this great proper walk around queen size bed this new camper also has so the highlight feature you know they say don't bury the lead the entire campsite from where the door is just in front of the bed to the very back of the trailer is one ginormous counter it is a huge countertop, and then of course with a big counter you get all this cabinet and drawer space so if you Are one of those people who makes those big old six foot sandwiches? You do that in here. (laughs) No problem. For anybody who has wished for more counter space in a travel trailer, this is the magic thing. Here it is. Yeah. And I've seen a similar layout in a shorter grand design, but this is just mo bigger and mo better.
1: And the grand design doesn't make their Murphy beds so great. Oh,
0: the grand design. Yeah, they folks, the grand design Murphy bed stinks. Let's be honest. (laughs) There is so much. In fact, let's be honest. Rockwood has torsion axle suspension. It's got frameless windows. They put high performance fans. Their ovens are their 22 inch ovens. They make their own cabinets out of hardwood in a cabinet shop, and it's full of Amish people in the factory. They laminate their own walls. They laminate their own ceilings. There's just so many qualitative differences, which is why we have one. Yeah. They're just really well-made trailers. And this thing, I looked today, we've got over 8,000 miles since December on this trailer, and it's been bulletproof. It's a Rate I mean, And the rains we've been in. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I'm very pleased with the quality of Rockwood and Flagstaff. Same trailer, different name. Now, back to this trailer. It also has a king size U shaped dinette and the table is freestanding. So it's not attached by stupid poles or anything like that. <laughs> so you could take it over when the Murphy bed is up. There's a couch and you could take it over and use the table there or use it at the U-shaped dinette. They also some of the improvements to the 2024s, which ours doesn't have, by the way, slam latch baggage doors. They've redone the graphics, of course. They have redone some of the interior colors and materials, yep. of course. There's a couple of choices of fabric and they have a new refrigerator that opens either from the left or from the right.
1: But only only open one side at a time. Yeah, only open one side (laughs) at a time. Because we have seen what happens if you forget to latch (laughs) one side and try to open from the other. You can imagine what happens if neither side is latched. Right.
0: It just comes off.
1: I hope you have steel toe shoes on.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably only make that mistake once. They've improved (laughs) the bathroom, too. Still has the shower miser, so it basically recirculates the water while you're waiting for the water to get hot in the shower. Which saves a lot of water. It has an outdoor kitchen. What else is there in here? I mean, 12-volt TV, which we have and really like. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good quality trailer. And it is available with the power package. So if you're
1: looking dun, dun, for dun. a
0: huge counter space and a great power and solar system, this trailer is it's going to be a hard one to be. They do come standard with 200 watts of solar. You can upgrade to 400 if you want, or you can just go nuts like we did and get the power package. So Do
1: that. <laughs> well, it depends on your camping style. No, it really style. does depend. If you don't do a lot of boondocking and you always camp or mostly camp where you have hookups, then it's really not necessary for you. Right. But if you like to do a lot of boondocking like we do or mooch docking, yeah. then having that power package is so great
0: back to the refrigerator the improvement include mechanical latches which is one of the reasons we upgraded our fridge to the dometic yes. from the magic chef the new magic chef was specifically designed for rvs and better latches a number of other qualitative improvements so you know they're they're always listening so the review is of course at stresslesscamping.com
1: Last week's question of the week, we asked how do you keep your camper clean?
0: I thought I was gonna write a review. I should probably bust a review out of this product, but if I don't, I eh, will put eventually a link to you it. will. <laughs> but we have a product we've been using to keep this camper clean and I'm thrilled with it. It's it's yeah, really it's good. It's
1: waterless, it's called Waterless the Solution. Yeah is what it's called. And it's waterless, so all you need is a spray bottle and some dry towels damp towels damped towels. sorry uh, you'll notice i haven't actually yeah, done I've the done it, cleaning Toney's but i've done it. done
0: it from the ground i do not like ladders and so i've cleaned the rv from the ground using my mr long arm pole and the attachments from almost heaven microfiber and i i just dig it i thought i was gonna have to allocate a couple three hours to clean the trailer oh no like 30, 35 minutes. The whole darn trailer's like all shiny and nice. And if you're at the Frog Rally, I'll show it to you.
1: There are some fun answers in here, and I'm not. There are a lot of links. I don't know if we will relink all the links, or if we're just going to encourage you to go in and read these comments with their links. Robert said he uses Car Pro Reset, and he put a link to that. <laughs> Brian, I love Brian's answer. He says, "I say." Hey, Patrick, the rig (laughs) looks dirty, and I go to work, and when I come home, the rig is clean.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think Patrick will only clean Brian's rig. I don't think Patrick's, because I've asked him, hey, buddy, can you, can you, no.
1: Yeah, so the answer is not call Patrick, unless you're Brian. (laughs) Right. (laughs) A few people wanted to know, wait, you're supposed to clean your rv well before we were
0: brand ambassadors for rockwood let's just say cleaning our rv was pretty low on the priorities yeah list.
1: we weren't very good at it and now that we like to show it off and people are always looking at us we kind of try to keep ourselves a little nicer <laughs> looking Shannon uses car wash and a brush after every trip and uses Thetford Black Streak Remover.
0: Another Thetford and, product.
1: Right. And waxes about once a year. Paul says when their RV gets dirty, they just buy a new one. Hey,
0: that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, we, we wreck ours.
1: <laughs> Tom and Lonnie just wait till it rains and they use the rain. That works. Larry recommended something called Chemical Guys CWS207 Extreme Body Wash and Wax Foaming Car Wash Soap <sighs> and some other stuff. I use links. that Chemical Guys <laughs>
0: on the car that we used to have. I like oh, their products chemical guys. a lot. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mike Bracewell posted three links to his YouTube. You know, he has a YouTube channel, the and RV, now he has stickers. the Travel Trailer Guy. Yeah, the Travel Trailer travel Guy. Travel Trailer Guy. And, and he's a
0: Rockwood owner. That's right. And he has stickers. And yes. we're camping with he and his wife.
1: Right after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. after Christmas. And he put some links to some of his videos. And so his videos are always very well They're detailed. very thorough. And very thorough. So... Go check those links out on the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Long name, great group. Yes, friendly. Friendly group. And we will have a post up this week with this week's question of the week. And this week's question comes from our friend Lisa who owns a campground. And she wants to know, are you okay with unisex bathrooms she is trying to get an ada bathroom for the campground and the only way she can really do it is to have a unisex ada bathroom and she's not sure how people are going to take that so if you could, she'll be on that group. She'll watch it, and she'll find out what you think about it. And and I don't have a problem with it myself. I mean, a clean bathroom is a clean bathroom, and it's a single-seater, so we're not talking about... <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't go in there with, like, ten of your friends.
1: And so that is our question for this week. And again, you can answer that and all the questions. And you can feel free to ask your own questions on our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group.
0: You know, we have been doing our once a week newsletter for 217 times now. (laughs) And we're adding a little bit. We're making some changes to that, too. Adding kind of some personal notes and that kind of stuff. So if you don't get our newsletter, it's free to subscribe. Know that we protect your information and never share your information with anybody. And we only send one email a week. We are going to be showcasing a product next week from the Frog Rally that we are giving away to someone who signs up for the newsletter during the month of August or September and it's a doggone good thing and it's something I almost guarantee you don't have and that you should have you
1: really should have so even if you don't already know what it is you should go sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already because all new newsletter subscribers from August and September will be entered into this drawing
0: yeah no charge you don't have to do anything by the way we will be reviewing that product at our six o'clock wrap <laughs> and mike sokol and i and probably peggy too Maybe. unless she's run around <laughs> with her hair on fire we'll be doing a live video stream every day from the frog rally next week so that's right you might want to catch That'll that be six on o'clock
1: our, eastern time
0: yeah it'll be six o'clock correct eastern time on our facebook page and we might try to swing YouTube and Instagram. Oh, gosh, only know. See
1: how many lives yeah. we can do at one time. Yeah.
0: We're testing new stuff.
1: While you're on the website, signing up for the newsletter, you can also check out the notes for the show notes for this episode of the podcast, which is 215. There's a specific podcast page where you can read all the notes and listen to all the podcast episodes.
0: Yep. Including the one that we ripped off for this episode. Yeah, You can
1: re-listen to that and listen to this and it'll be the same. (laughs) Well... Into
0: some different stuff right that's also where you'll find discounts and deals for all the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure and these are all products that we use ourselves and really appreciate like the power package and passport america things that we've tried and love and and share with you and usually we have a discount for you so you can enjoy them too and that's pretty much on any page you can find discounts and deals you can also find links to all the places where we're social at StresslessCamping.com
1: Do you know us? We're social everywhere all yes, the time. We are. yeah that's true.
0: <laughs> By the way if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping podcast it is free to subscribe on any podcast app or right from our website at StresslessCamping.com
1: We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire
0: right and did you know that a review will help others find this podcast which helps us to
1: think of new stuff so we don't have to (laughs) repeat (laughs) old episodes (laughs) oh man usually what we say is it helps us get great guests But today we didn't have such great guests. Well, we had five people
0: back out this week. (laughs)
1: We did. We've been working on a lot of guests. And over the next few weeks, we will definitely be getting in touch with some of those. And hopefully you'll get to listen to some voices that are not ours (laughs) very, very soon. It's hard to schedule and also be on the road and also have people that say, oh, I forgot. I can't make it this week. So anyway... We will be talking to some other people very soon.
0: Yes, indeed. That's what we have for you this week. My gosh, if you are in Elkhart, Indiana next week, please stop by. Please do. Even if you're not attending the Frog Rally, sneak in and say hi. Sneak in
1: or go over to the gate and yell at us and we'll come to the gate and (laughs) we'll talk like prisoners through the gate. Just (laughs) kidding. We can come and go as we please. That's true.
0: (laughs) And uh, we are giving three seminars Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday.
1: Right. So don't call us at noon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or come in and, and attend the seminar or whatever or come and see us live at the six o'clock wrap with Mike Sokol or, you know, all of that or just come and join us on any of the socials. But whatever it is, we really appreciate you. We hope that we continue to be able to provide value and information that is useful to you. But most of all, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until
1: then, happy camping! Woo doggies!